Hello, everybody. Welcome to Becoming Better, the podcast dedicated to helping you become... What? Oh, a better human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 46, All or Something Thinking. You like that little play on words? Yeah, did you like my intro that I almost messed up but didn't quite? I didn't catch the mess up. Oh. So maybe it's just in your head. You didn't catch the mess up. Did you catch the mess up? <laughs> Not much. What's up with you? Okay, anyway, we have some housekeeping to start the show off with. This is exciting. I'm actually quite excited about I know. This. You've been talking about it all morning. I have been super pumped about this. So a little behind the scenes. People probably won't care about this, but be it for how the sausage is made for the podcast, we've never had show notes, right? Like if, if you've ever checked out the show notes in a podcast app, maybe scroll to the right of the album artwork or something like that, you've probably noticed a a blog article in there that has all the tactical lessons from the thing from the podcast and you think why why is there an article in this podcast it's because so far i've written an article around each of the episodes that comes out and because of that we've tried to make every episode two things right it has to be a good podcast and hopefully a helpful conversation for uh, people like you great people like you that are listening, uh, but it also has to contain enough stuff and be packed enough so that it made a good article. And originally, this was done with the best of intentions because we were thinking, okay, if we make it really, really tactical and loaded with stuff, it'll be a good article, but also it'll be a podcast ram full of stuff. But a podcast often should provide ideas. It should provide things to think about. It should be a launching off point for your thinking. It should provide uh, an interesting conversation, maybe ideas that you haven't thought about before that often are difficult to turn into something practical and tactical and all about becoming more productive. So I thought, okay, not going to do that anymore. Just going to record a conversation with my often lovely wife. I'm only sometimes lovely? Often. Huh. Often love no. I'm just kidding. You're <laughs> lovely at least 95 percent of the time, uh, and, and post that on, on the internet for all the people in the world to to enjoy. Hopefully, maybe some of them uh, will be twisted enough to actually listen to the podcast. And because of this, as a consequence of this, uh, some weird kind of thing with the system for posting stuff, we can output show notes. So if we mention something that we want to link to, we can put it in there and just focus on having a good conversation. So I'm actually pretty excited about the change. Yeah, I didn't even realize this was something you thought so much about. So I'm glad we've lifted that burden off of your shoulders. Maybe we'll even do a weekly thing. Maybe. That's a stretch. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty lazy. You're you're always the one. (laughs) (laughs) People underestimate how lazy I am. Oh, by the way, something fun we're doing too. If you want to leave a review for the show, you can. And you've always been able to, but now there is a prize for doing so. Uh, That's right. We're going to try to bribe you to leave a review of the podcast. Reviews actually help a lot of people find podcasts, and it boosts podcasts in in the algorithms that things like 
Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that use. So if you leave a review and take a screenshot of it, uh, just email it to me, Chris, at a life of productivity.com and send your address and I'll send you something. We'll send you a little thank you. Yeah, we'll yeah. send you a little thank you note. We don't know what it'll look like yet, but if you have ideas for the design of this thank you note, uh, please send those along. But anyway. Or you'll just get a bunch of post-it notes from me. Yeah, your used post-it notes, so what yeah, you did my, that day. My daily plan on the back of it, we'll just sign a little note. When you become president of the World Bank, oh my this, gosh. the chief economist <laughs> of the IMF maybe, depending on which, which of the two options you choose, those might be worth a lot of money someday. I think it's flattering. You think those will be my choices, but aim high, sure. Well, it's nice to have two choices instead of just one, right? Yeah, a president of the World Bank. <laughs> or president of the world. <laughs> Why not? All right. Skip Canada. Just go straight to the world. So when we were doing the, when we were planning out this episode, you were typing up a storm. Well, yeah. So this is a topic, I guess if you heard the title, you heard it's called All or Something Thinking. Clever. Clever. I'm so clever with words. Yeah. (laughs) But really the idea that we're talking about today is all or nothing thinking, which is something most people have heard of. But really what it comes down to, if you haven't heard of this, is that it it's really about people thinking in extremes. So, oh, I've I've eaten something that I shouldn't have eaten at lunch, so I might as well just eat whatever I want for I'm the rest of the day. I'm going to become the president of the World Bank or the IMF or nothing. Maybe not quite that, because usually people don't think of it as a super positive thing or like uh, positive outcomes leading to po- uh, negative outcomes. It's usually you do something that you aren't happy with and then you continue with some kind of negative pattern. So food is, I think, a really common one where, oh, screw it. I I ate something bad, so I'm just going to continue eating the whole carton of ice cream. That's a common one. Yeah. It's called in a lot of pop psych books, if you frequent those kinds of things, uh, the effort effect, the just screw it effect uh, in uh, addictions or because, you know, there's different levels of severity. We're not talking about addictions or anything like that, but in terms of uh, psychological uh, phenomenon, it's called the abstinence uh, violation effect, where you're trying to abstain from doing something, you engage in it, and then you go down this slippery slope, you say F it, and then you eat all the ice cream, or you watch all the Netflix. Or in your work, a lot of where I see this pop up in some of my work is if I, if I make a plan for the day and I have this really beautiful plan and idea of what I'm going to do that day and accomplish. And then I get halfway through my day and I've done nothing on that list because I got bombarded with email or I got distracted or whatever. I just almost in my head kind of write off the rest of the day. I'm like, ah, screw it. This day is just not going to be a productive day. Like I'm I'm not going to get anything done. And I think I've gotten really good at noticing when I start thinking that way, but this is definitely something that can apply to your work and your life. So Something we're going to dive into a little bit more today. So does this come up for you? You mentioned food. Does it come up with food for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Where if I've, <laughs> so there's this really lovely new general store that's all vegan and yeah. gluten-free and stuff. It's so up your alley. Kingston, it's so up my You're alley. You're such a hippie and this is just the hippie <laughs> store for you. It's the best. And it's in this cute little neighborhood we live in and I love it. But anyway, so if you're in Kingston, Daughter's General Store is just the place to go. But anyway, if you go to this store, they have this wonderful coconut milk, blueberry, lavender ice cream that is so good. And if I have a little bit of it, because it's so sweet and just so delicious. Is it organic? I don't know. I hope so. It's it's vegan. All the other labels, yeah. (laughs) But it's delicious. And if it's vegan and gluten-free, I didn't even know gluten could be an ice cream. Is it fair trade? 
Probably. probably. It's probably all it's of probably those checkboxes, yeah. which is amazing. It's also very, it's not cheap, but I know How much is it for one of these things? Sorry to, I always, I'm always the one to veer us off track. But how much are you spending on these little cartons of ice cream? Because they're not that big. No, they're not. I think this would be, I don't know, seven Canadian dollars, which in US is probably like three cents. I don't no, know. It's like five <laughs> bucks here. Is that normal for That's a lot for ice cream. Isn't I think it? it's normal for gluten or dairy free ice cream. For, okay. For a little container. Like a, it's bigger than a little Ben and Jerry's little pint one. So it's a little bit bigger. But anyway, we don't need to go so into this ice cream. But this is one example of where I definitely go. I I do have a bit of all or nothing thinking where if I started, (laughs) I'm like, ah, screw it. My evening's over. I'm just going to eat the whole thing. And that's not a healthy habit when you're trying to be mindful of what you're eating or careful about what you eat. Mm. Uh, But it's also something I notice sometimes if I'm watching YouTube or Netflix where I'm like, I've already watched one episode. Mm. I might as well watch the next three of Bridgerton or whatever show is on. I think food is the... (laughs) Yeah. Food is the one thing I get this with, where I'll order a large pizza or something for myself because I like to eat, uh, everybody. In case you haven't (laughs) noticed, 46 episodes in, I'm a big fan of food. Uh, So I'll order a large pizza and I'll have two or three slices and I'll I'll really, really enjoy those slices. Uh, But then, of course, the marginal return of that falls off of a cliff and you enjoy the subsequent pieces a lot less. But I become hard on myself for eating pizza past that third slice. And so I'll think, oh, like, why am I still eating? I guess it tastes good, even though I'm enjoying it less. But I'll keep eating because it'll be like, eh, I've already ruined the evening in terms of food. I'll, I'll, I'll do better tomorrow. But you're saying there's a different option. And I think it's helpful to to dive in a little bit deeper into what the root of this is driven mm. by. And there's there's a lot of psych re- research on this that we won't delve into too deeply here. Why not? It sounds riveting. I mean, you don't want to hear <laughs> academic papers. No. Trust me, I read them all day long. But really, at the heart of this idea is that some people just aren't satisfied by a partial success. Like it's really black or white. Like I do everything completely perfectly or it's a complete success in your mind or a complete failure in your mind. Mm. So it's really entirely black or white. There's no room for shades of gray in there of, of success or failure. It's all or nothing. All or nothing. Exactly. And this is something that's really common amongst uh, perfectionists, which oh. I have been called before. So, would you call yourself a perfectionist? If I'm being honest, I mean, definitely. <laughs> if you're not being honest, I would like to think of myself as somebody who can let little things go, but I'm not that person. So, <laughs> okay. I realize that I have these tendencies. So, <laughs> this is something I try to be pretty mindful, of. yeah, very mindful of. Yeah. Um, but I think this can also apply, I know, in my own. My own life, I've observed this in kind of like two time scales where there's this immediate effect where this would be the ice cream example where, oh, I've had a bit, whatever, screw it, I'm just going to finish the carton. Yeah. Or for you, apparently pizza. And I'm yeah. so proud to use the word marginal, uh, that uh, marginal returns. Yay. I'm yeah. so happy. My little economist an, brain is proud of you. Uh, little, little is, yeah, correct. Rude. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel the- I've been hard on you in this episode. For that, I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. I threw him into a snowbank earlier today, everybody. So In a nice, in a playful way. Not in a- <laughs> yeah, in a playful way. We yeah. have really fluffy snow right now in, in Canada, and it's quite lovely. So anyway, um, that aside, uh, the other time scale here is this idea that it could be at a, at a, at a not just the immediate present, but it can also be in a longer term 
time frame. You said this happens to you every week. Not every week. It can happen at the weekly scale where if my week plan, which I usually plan out on Sunday night, yeah. if I'm on Tuesday or Wednesday and the week hasn't gone exactly as I planned, I sometimes run into myself thinking, oh, then this whole week's just going to be a write-off. I've gotten really good at noticing that, so it doesn't mm. really affect my work anymore. But um, this used to be a thing where I would just kind of be doomsdaying my own work for the rest of the week and just yeah. think, oh, I haven't gotten anything done. There were so many meetings. I got totally distracted and I've stopped. I think I've gotten out of these this line of thinking a little bit in my yeah. work, but it is something that you should be mindful of, you not just at, at the, the day. You stop at the third slice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I don't finish the whole thing of ice cream anymore because hmm. I think I'm more mindful now. That's good. Mm-hmm. Save some for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think the solution here is really, there's two, there's two parts of the solution. The first is obviously awareness. Like so many things, just realizing that you're doing something is most of the battle. Yeah. And this is something we talk about a lot on the podcast, but really realizing that you're doing something or engaging in some kind of pattern of behavior that you're not happy about. I think that that recognition is really important, and especially when you're talking about something like this. Do you think it's possible to become better in any way without awareness? I mean, I think it takes awareness to enact some kind of change. Yeah. I don't think you can change anything without first being aware of what the status quo is. Yeah, and in that way, just kind of thinking out loud, but awareness kind of precedes intention. Because awareness makes you cognizant. I'll try not to repeat the word because it's not a proper definition if you Awareness makes you aware. (laughs) Yeah, awareness is what the quality of awareness. That's like the biggest letdown definition in any dictionary where they just repeat the the, uh, first part of the word. But you need to be cognizant of what you need to change if you want to change or else you're going to stay the same. And this is why I, I preach constantly the, the power of meditation when it comes to productivity, because if you don't step back throughout the day, if you're just on autopilot mode throughout the day, if you're never inserting a second loop around everything that you do, one of awareness and on top of the actions that you take, you're never going to become better. And so it's for this reason that awareness really is a thread that winds itself through so many of these podcast episodes. And it's such a simple effect. This episode will probably be a bit shorter than they usually are. But it's just to make you aware that this is an effect that pretty much everybody falls into. Don't beat yourself up too much. It's a part of being human to say F it, whether you want to call it the F it effect or the abstinence violation effect. Pick your poison, but you know, maybe stop at the third slice too. Yeah, and I think if you are a perfectionist and you do tend to fall into these kind of mental black and white thinking patterns, then it's really helpful for you to have a moment where, oh, I'm realizing that I'm engaging in this and I'm, I'm just watching endless episodes of something on Netflix or eating endlessly or not doing the work or just deciding to mindlessly do email all day. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that you're doing this, maybe take a break, do a couple of deep breaths uh, like we've talked about <laughs> and consciously make a choice about how to spend your time. And black and white thinking in any area of your yeah, day, sure. of your life needs to be checked because... Uh, Every single thing that I've thought about in a way that's black and white ended up not being black and white. There usually ended up being some nuance that I wasn't understanding that when I zoomed into 
uh, an idea more deeply to see the details and the textures and the patterns on that topic, so things are never black and white. And so this is just yet one more example of something, whether it's politics, whether it's somebody's personality, whether it's uh, the way you treat yourself, like by saying F it on that third slice, um, you know, A, awareness, but B, questioning all forms of black and white thinking. Uh, so, so critical, especially right now when things are so divisive. Yeah, I think that's a really good, good, good suggestion for sure. Um, so I think the second step, though, is after you've become aware that you're doing this, there's always the, well, then what? And I think that's a really important thing that a lot of people forget to talk about. Like <laughs> awareness itself is not going to course correct. You have to then do something about it. And I think in this case, it's really related to this idea that we have in economics of sunk costs, mm. where you really shouldn't be making choices or decisions based on something that's already happened and can't be changed. Mm. So in your own life, I think the classic example of this in a, an Econ 101 class. Oh boy, class, here we go. No, man, it's so exciting. This is what hooked me on Econ. But anyway, the, the classic example is, oh, I've already spent three years investing in a degree that is probably not going to lead to anything. And I'm miserable and hate this, but I've put three years in, so I should just put it in the last You're year. You're talking about your PhD. <laughs> you joke. <laughs> <laughs> No, just an example. In all seriousness, okay. that's an example. Or I've already thrown so much money at putting this business together and and rebuilding this business and trying to keep it afloat that I I don't want to get out now because I've invested all this money already. But yeah. if the, pro, the or or I've got this wife, she throws me into snowbanks. She makes fun of me on the podcast. You love the snowbanks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but uh, th- this is that kind of thinking where I've already done. X amount of work towards this thing, I'm just going to keep going with it because it feels like a waste to 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 get rid of that. But yeah. if that if it's no longer true that if you were going to make the decision right now to continue doing that, so if you're in your fourth year of your undergrad and you're given an opportunity to go be a, I'm, I'm thinking of Matt Damon, and go be a big producer of Goodwill Hunting, maybe it's not worth finishing your fourth year at Harvard. Like I'm Matt, not Matt Damon was the first. Thing that came to mind there? <laughs> yeah, I'm not totally sure why. <laughs> wow, you got just have Matt Damon on the mind. <laughs> I have no idea why. Wow. But that's just, it's an example. Obviously, in a lot of cases, finishing that fourth year of university makes so much sense because mm-hmm. the returns to a completed degree are so much higher than a partially finished degree, which basically has no value. Yeah. But for a lot of people, these kinds of decisions about, I should just do something because I've spent so much time on it. Relationships are a good example of this too. Yeah. Um, just doesn't make sense. So making decisions based on something you've already done and can't change is usually a bad idea. And this is a good example of that where maybe you've already eaten half of a box of Oreos or eaten mm. a bunch of ice cream. It does not make sense to use that to decide your next course of action. Mm. It's almost as if with negative behavior, you have to treat the past as if it didn't happen in the moment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you basically have to think like, if I was going to make the decision to do something right now, what would be the optimal solution, right? Regardless of what's already happened, because that can't be changed. But if it makes sense for me to invest in something or make my spend my time in a certain way, regardless of what's already happened... That's how you should make choices looking forward. Good stuff. So, oh, that was good. Yay, First podcast uh, episode without the article. How do you like it? It was a terrible podcast episode. No, you're just really excited about sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. But no. really, what that boils down to is just 
focus on thinking about what you have control over. Yeah. And the past is something you don't have control over. Be in the moment. Be kind to yourself. Don't rewind too much. And focus on how you can do better going forward. Awesome. There we go. So, oh, before I say finishing up, it, it, you know, just to, just to sum up these ideas, because I feel we crammed a lot into the last 20 minutes and the first five of those were me just rambling on about postcards. But yeah, notice that this is something that you do. I think that's the key, that awareness that can uh, not only inform you of what you want to be do, doing differently, but also be a sort of driving force to behavioral change when you notice that there is a dissonance with the way you're acting and who you want to become. And so that awareness that precedes everything. And if you notice yourself falling into this, call yourself out on this behavior. Uh, Try to avoid that sunk cost fallacy, as uh, a nerdy economist might say. So finishing up. Embrace your inner economist. Yes, embrace your inner economist in in the good ways. There are only good ways. As, As somebody who is married to an economist... I will say that it's it's 95% good. So finishing up, leave a review of the show and email me a screenshot of, of it with your mailing address. Uh, my email address is chris at alifeofproductivity.com. I'd love to mail you something. Who knows? Maybe we'll throw something else in there in a few random, uh, uh, a few random reviews if you'd like. Uh, hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Bye.